Steve Jobs, you know, the founder of Apple, one of the founders of Apple, he said something that really resonated. And he said, the sooner that you realize that the people like Steve Jobs or Jeff Bezos, you know, Amazon, or these people that do great things, right? Or they're rich and famous or they, they do great things. They're no smarter than you are. They just chose to do something about their passion. Welcome back to The Modern Teenager, the podcast where we interview adults to learn and grow from them. Today on the show, we have Mr. Colin Hoover, not Megan Hoover. Um, he's, a, he's a certified physical therapist. and uh, Doctor of physical therapy. Doctor in physical therapy. Very different. I have to make that distinction clear. He started his own company and now he's retired doing his own podcast. And I'm super excited to talk to him today. First, we're going to start off with some rapid-fire questions, and then we're going to transition into lengthier, in-depth conversation about his life. I'm super excited to do this. Thank you for coming on the show today, Mr. Hubler. Thanks for having me. Of course. So let's just start off right, right off the bat. What was your first job? Paperboy. Simple. I like it. Can you give us one word to describe yourself? Annoying. Can you give us something you look for in a friend? Compassion. Rebellion or conformity? Neither. Be passionate. Oh, okay. What's your favorite city in America? Portland, Oregon, not Portland, Maine. What's the most courageous thing you've ever done? Get married. I like that. Awesome. We just got that over with. Let's dive right into the conversation. I'm going to ask you a very vague yet specific question. You can elaborate on it however you want to, but I just really wanted to know. What do you think was the most fateful decision you've ever made in your life like the most consequential decision ever in my first job i got hired as a trainer at a health club and loved it loved working with people but i knew it wasn't what i was going to do the rest of my life so i decided to go to physical therapy school and uh, you know 11 years later two masters and a doctorate later i became a doctor of physical therapy, and I decided to open up my own clinics. So actually that's two decisions. The first one was I found my calling, which was to help people uh, on the medical side of things, but then to use exercise as a medicine to help them uh, recover from injury, prevent injury, disease, that sort of thing. I kind of want to ask about like why you really love helping people specifically with their health. What makes you so I don't know attracted to that calling because we have control over it so I think that's what everybody I don't care what age you are I think that's what everybody is really fighting for right we're fighting for a way to have control over our lives there's nothing worse than stressing about money about health loss you know family members that sort of thing and the one thing we do have total control over or at least predominantly control over is our health. So if you decide to lead a healthy lifestyle and to take care of yourself, you can, you can avoid surgery. You can avoid dying early. You can get better job, a better job. You can have more confidence. And it, it really, I think that's really where it starts. And so seeing the power of that over and over again in kids, 
in older adults, in people that really struggle in life and seeing how it transforms their lives, it motivates me to get it out more. From that, you sort of implied that there's a lack, right, of emphasis on your own physical health, maintaining your own body. Um, why do you think that is then? Well, let me ask you that. I'm going to ask you a question. When was the last time you went to the doctor with a health problem? With a health problem? Yeah. Ever? I mean, I guess I went to get my contacts like six months ago. Other than that, I haven't visited. Yeah, I needed to get a new prescription. That's sure. like health issue, I guess. Yeah, so when you go to the doctor, at least as you get older, and, and when, when you're your age, hopefully you're not having too many health problems, right? But picture going to the doctor and you learn that you have diabetes. And all they do is tell you to take a medicine. Or if you have back pain, they tell you, well, you're going to need back surgery. And there's a good chance you're not going to be able to do a lot of the things that you want to do anymore. Well, most of the time, the doctors, they don't talk to you about, oh, well, you can actually avoid medication or cut back on medication dramatically or avoid surgery if only you choose to exercise, strengthen, stretch, and take that route instead. But there's not a lot of money in that, right? Is there a lot of money in taking good care of yourself? No, of course not. Not for them, but for you, the change is astronomical. It could be astronomical. Absolutely. I, I remember one, one doctor actually told me a lot of the treatment isn't preventative. It's actually just, well, it's treatment. You're treating the issue. You're not preventing the issue. Yeah, you're not actually, most, uh, most people don't realize if you have back pain or your knee hurts, 80 to 90% of all those cases can be treated completely without medication. If you strengthen the muscles and stretch, do cardio, eat better, that is the most powerful medication we have on the planet. But yet most physicians do not talk about that because they haven't been trained in it and they're not interested in it because it really doesn't get them a lot of money, right? And that, that's a problem. That, that's a big problem in healthcare. I really want to ask about how you started your own clinic, how you started your own company. What was it like? What was the process like? It was frightening because I'm not a business guy. I mean, I'm, I'm a clinician, so I'm a doctor of physical therapy, so it's my job to help people, right? Not to figure out the finances on how to do that. So I tried working in a place that paid me to work there, but it just didn't fulfill me. There were too many problems. It was just like, well, I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to do it this way. I want to do it my way. So I just said, well, the heck with it. I got a $50,000 loan from the bank and got equipment, paid a lease, went in, got a space downtown Portland. And then I just ducked my head and just went. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't plan it out budget wise. I did not do it. I, I just didn't. And Fortunately for me, my hunch was right about everything I just told you about how to use exercise as medicine instead of actual medication and pharmaceuticals, right? So physicians loved it. Patients loved the approach. And so I expanded to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven clinics. And then last year I ended up selling for, you know, a, a quite big amount that allowed me to uh, retire at 48 you paint it as this like picture perfect thing. Was it really like everything went according to plan? Cause it seems like 
Oh yeah, it was too good to be true almost. Oh, it was perfect. I never had any problems. Everything went completely smoothly. Um, everything went great. Uh, and Absolutely. I'm lying through my teeth. Um, <laughs> wow, I believe <laughs> that for a second. Bought that. <laughs> uh, I trusted for just a second. <laughs> no, I oh, so many mistakes from hiring the wrong people. Um, I found out that my office manager, you know, within, uh, this was a long time ago, like 15 years ago, a couple years in, she was a prostitute. Um, I didn't know that and, you know, had to fire her. I mean, I found out that I really wasn't good with um, uh, budgets and trying to work that. I was just focused on how do we get people the best care possible. And over time though, and here's the, a huge learning lesson for you guys, for any kid. And this is what I tell my son, this is what I tell you is, it's not a mistake if you learn from it, because you're gonna make mistakes every single day. But if you, as long as you don't keep making the same mistake, it's extremely valuable. And so I really encourage you, the next time you screw up, take a deep breath, don't be hard on yourself, and realize everybody learns at, at a different pace. I'm, I, I screw up every day still, and I'm still, try, you know, I'm, I'm still trying, so be patient with yourselves and just realize that uh, the, the biggest service you can do yourself is to learn from your mistakes. You talked a lot about hiring the wrong people. Now I want to think about how you hired the right people. Who are the people who stuck with you and really made your dream a success? Well, it's the ones that appreciated the purity of what I was trying to do, which is just to provide a very unique form of medical treatment. And the ones that really appreciated that, because it is backed by a ton of research. I mean, it, there, there's a lot of research and science to back it up, right? And so the people that found that, geez, this, this is really a special form of, of, of care that we're providing people, and then they stuck with me. But the ones that were looking for, well, I, I need a lot of money up front, and you know, what's that? What are the, what are the hours like? That kind of thing. That, that's, those were folks that I consider the wrong people. And, and that's why... I, for younger people, I would say, if you can find what you're passionate about, what really makes your heart sing, go there. Find a way to make that work because you're gonna get jobs that you hate. Everyone does. I mean, you're not gonna come out at 16, 17, most likely anyway, in your dream job making you know a lot of money every year. It's not gonna happen. So as soon as you can identify what are your strengths, what are you really, what are you really passionate about, and the sooner you find that and start to really develop that, you're you're way ahead of the game, way ahead of the game. Another thing I want to ask about your personal life, your personal story, is how you got into exercising, and specifically, how did you implement right this daily routine of constant, I mean, work, so that you could live a healthy lifestyle. Well, it all started because I, I was good at drug-free bodybuilding, right? So I was competing at the national level within five years of starting. And I really want to do it drug-free. And what I learned through that process is, and it's not just vanity. A lot of people think, well, bodybuilding, you know, you're looking at yourself in the mirror and walking out on stage like an Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, right? But it goes so much beyond that in the sense that if you do it drug-free, and that's the thing, if you can do it drug-free, you're going to gain discipline that is very rare. I mean, it's going to force you to look in the mirror literally and go, where am I weak mentally and physically to try to make this work? So I would say bodybuilding is what got me into the, dis the discipline of, 
of maintaining a certain level of health. And then I just got tired of being uncomfortable all the time because that's what you are. I mean, you're, you're, you're eating stuff you don't like, you, you know, it's the constant workouts. You're always uncomfortable. The workouts are brutal. Um, so all I did is I just scaled that down and this is what I would, this is the message for you guys. You don't have to, you don't have, don't look in the magazines and think you've got to be some extreme form of yourself. You know, Kim Kardashian or Paris Hilton, you know, these, they, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy to think that, that you have to be thin or die. I mean, and even guys, I mean, guys look at their arms, they, look, they see another guy that's well built and they think, oh, I need to look like that. Well, what you look like is a reflection of your mental strength. So what I would say is working out every day is just like brushing your teeth. The first step is to make time for yourself. So pick a time during the day that you are willing to work out every single day. And no one should mess with that. If it's seven in the morning, four in the morning, you know, 11 o'clock at night, it doesn't matter. That is your time. And what you'll do over time is you're gonna, it's gonna come 11 o'clock and it's like, I don't really feel like doing that, but you already set the time. So don't let yourself off the hook. I think that's one of the biggest things is just no matter what, you're doing that every day. And if you're not sure what to do, go to action30.com. There are videos there, it's completely free to show you some exercise you can do at home, no equipment. But you've, you've gotta start doing that. And the sooner you develop those, those habits now, you're gonna get way ahead of your peers into your 20s and 30s because it only gets worse from there if you're not working out every day. I feel like I get off the hook because I'm so young and I don't really <laughs> reap the, or I don't really like face the consequences of like living a not so great healthy lifestyle. Well, what's important to you, Daniel? Well, physically, no, I really- general, What's important to you? The most mm. important thing to you? Uh, I mean, obviously my family. Yeah. So you ever been on a plane where they say to the adults, you know, if there's, if the air pressure drops, you got to put the mask on yourself yep. before you put it on your child. Well, mm -hmm. same thing. That's what working out is. So if the most, most important thing to you is your family. You've got to take care of yourself first, because if you don't, disease is waiting. Chronic pain is waiting. Drug use is waiting. There, the door becomes open to all these problems that adults get themselves into because they don't have healthy habits to start with. So I would just say, be as active as you can, put down the video games, get, get away from the TV, go outside, go for one run or a walk, do your workout, but you've got to figure that out. So if your family is the, the most important thing to you, how do you think they would feel having to deal with your health problems or knowing that you've got diabetes or you know, high blood pressure. I mean, this stuff is happening all the time. I mean, obesity is a big problem in kids now more than it ever was when I was a kid. And it's completely preventable. I really want to hear your perspective on why obesity is such an issue in modern America. What, what is the underlying problem there that you want to address and you know how to address? Well, it, it, it's inactivity. I mean, that's the biggest thing is inactivity. And if you look at the, how the map has shifted, um, did you know that there wasn't a single state back in 1990, so that was 30 years ago, there wasn't a single state with, that, that was obese, considered obese, where it was 10% or more over obese um, in a state. Um, no state was over 10%. Now, mm -hmm. 
no state is below 25%. And in the deep south, like Mississippi, 95% of all uh, black women are obese, 95%. So almost all of them are obese. And the obesity tends to increase just there in the deep south for cultural reasons as well. But, but the two reasons, inactivity and portion sizes. I mean, people are eating out and they're eating three meals in one. I mean, they're giving you plates of food that are enormous. And then you go home and do nothing and you sit on that. You know, not literally. I mean, you sit and you, you know, you're, you're having to process all that and take it to bed. So mm-hmm. um, it's really, we've lost our way, especially for, for discipline and learning how to take care of ourselves and not doing whatever we want. You just can't do whatever you want when you want it in life and expect a great return. That does, that's not how it works. How specifically did you keep on persisting and building and growing upon your discipline throughout your life? Because I, I want to implement that. How, I mean, cause it's very, it's very challenging, honestly. Like I used to be disciplined and, um, Recently, I just haven't been disciplined at all. And I want to know what keeps you in a state of mind where you can keep on going, keep persisting. The alternative. Because if, if I don't discipline myself every day, where do you think it's going to go? Where do you think I'm going to end up? I mean, I'm not going to, your belly is going to continue to get bigger. My back's going to hurt more. I'm going to get diabetes. So, and I think lying in a hospital bed eventually, you know, in even 10 years. And then my son and my wife being there and looking at me and going, well, why'd you let yourself get like this? That to me, I mean, it's an extreme example, but that's what helps me. I think in, in, in level of levels of extreme. So I think, well, do I really, do I really want to subject my family or even the people that rely on me, my patients, do I want to subject them to my lack of discipline? It's too easy to to not do the right thing. I mean, think about that. Look at Donald Trump. I mean, it's, it's just this grotesque overuse of lying and just, uh, they just do and say whatever they want to meet their own, meet their own uh, wants, right? And I'm repulsed by that. I apply that to my own life. I think that it's, I think that it's the right thing to do is harder. And so I take pride in, in doing that. That's really inspiring. And I want to know, what you want to say to teenagers to inspire them to actually implement discipline in their lives. Steve Jobs, you know, the founder of Apple, one of the founders of Apple, he said something that really resonated. And he said, the sooner that you realize that the people like Steve Jobs or Jeff Bezos, you know, Amazon, or these people that do great things, right? Or they're rich and famous or they they do great things. They're no smarter than you are. They just chose to do something about their passion. So the sooner that you realize that you're really no different, you might be even smarter than they are, and you may have more discipline than they are. You just gotta have a reason, you gotta have incentive. It's like my son, my son won't really push himself in soccer or schoolwork unless he's incentivized. We remind him on why he does that. So the sooner you can find it within yourself, that this is what I'm passionate about, but think of the alternative. Do you really want to be like everybody else? Does that bother you to think that you would be like everybody else? That bothers me. I don't want to be a drug user. I don't want to be in jail. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, be homeless. I want to make sure that 
I'm doing what I'm doing the, the harder thing, which, which requires discipline. I mean, that, that message is not a sexy message, I think, in most marketing circles because, well, you can't expect people to, to do much. And that's what, that's what comes out. The teenagers nowadays, that's what we've heard all these years is, well, the teenagers, the millennials, or the, um, what's your generation called now? The millennials and then Gen Z. Gen Z. So you guys are not spoken of in great fondness in, for example, in Republican circles. They think that you guys are part of the problem. You know, that you, all you guys care about are phones and, and that sort of thing, you know, and social, social media. That's not true. And especially look at you. I mean, you clearly have greater aspirations than just getting the next great technological gadget. But I think keeping that in mind and using that as fuel for the fire, that people are discounting you, they're, they're basically not expecting much from you, that that would drive me as a teenager. I mean, look at the policies of, uh, of climate change now. I mean, the, the White House right now says, well, climate change is a hoax. You know how devastating that is for your generation, that adults are being that irresponsible for their children, that they, that they don't hold climate change in high regard, that we don't need to do something about that and fast and dramatically. So I would say use, I mean, that, I'm just saying what would fuel me. I mean, but you have to find out what, what fuels you, but I don't want to be status quo. And I certainly, I love being told, oh, you can't do that. I was told I wouldn't be able to compete at the national level without drugs. Wrong. I was a finalist. I was fourth in the country without drugs or supplements. I did without drugs or supplements because I was fueled by that. And so I, I would say just kids nowadays, um, go out, have fun, do, do your thing, but always in the back of your mind, have your eye on the prize. What are you doing? What do you want to do long term? It's never really too late to start, uh, too early rather to start thinking about that. I mean, I'm sort of at a loss of words because I really resonated specifically with people doubting your abilities and I don't want to be doubted in any sense. I've, yeah. uh, I've been um, discredited a lot of the times and it is very frustrating because I know I have the potential and I also don't want to be part of the status quo. I don't want to be like everybody else. I do want to be exceptional and I really do want to implement discipline in my life. It's the main way I've actually been implementing discipline is through this podcast. Actually, I connect with adults with the intention of learning and growing from them. And I set a regular schedule for myself to interview, right? Two people per week, three people, whatever it is. And it's helped me a lot to actually wake up and to actually think about what I'm going to say, what I'm going to discuss, what I'm going to discuss, how I'm going to portray myself. And it's been a very difficult challenge, but it's helped me a lot because I, I'm actually a very shy, timid person. I really was introverted last year, especially. And I couldn't imagine myself doing all these things, talking to these amazing adults and learning from them. And it's just a, such a unique opportunity that I do want to take advantage of. And I have that passion to actually connect and learn from these. I mean, they're, they're straight up just like more experienced. I mean, I can learn so much from them especially you, Mr. Hoopler, because the way you speak, it resonates with me because I've been heard it. Well, I've heard it with many, many other guests and they say this sort of the same thing with that, right? Take action over your own lives, discipline yourselves and find your passion. It really means a lot because you're said than done. And that's I mean, what I would, right. I, none of this is easy, but 
but that's what makes it special. That's what will make you a person that you didn't think that you could be. I mean, I honestly did not come out of PT school thinking, I'm gonna open seven clinics. But what I did was every single day, right? I disciplined myself and I did what I thought was right. And that's all you can do. But if you're waking up in the morning without purpose and you're not, you know, you're waking up and going to bed at night with that empty feeling of, I really don't know where I'm going. You gotta figure that out. Talk to people, talk to family, friends. If you're interested in a certain uh, area, let's say architecture, or you wanna be a doctor or uh, attorney, whatever it is, go talk to them. Go, they're really easy to find online and go to an office and just ask, look, I'm young and, I, and I wanna, I'm trying to figure out a career path. Will you take five minutes and talk with me? Most of them, anybody that's, that's worth anything would take time for you. But, but I would just say, if you don't feel like you have that purpose, you gotta start thinking about it and find it. You don't have to find it today or tomorrow, but you do need to start thinking about it because you'll know, when because when you talk about something, you're gonna seem authentic, you're gonna be passionate, you're gonna wanna do stuff about it. And then you know what the dream job is when you don't have to work. And my I haven't worked since I got out of PT school. I don't, I love helping people. I love doing what I do. So it, it really hasn't been work to me. And that's, I think that's where I really encourage people to find that gap. Where is that for you? And, um, and be patient with yourself, but do have a feel a little bit of a sense of an urgency uh, there. Absolutely. As we start wrapping up, is there anything in specific you want to really emphasize? I mean, you've emphasized so many things that are super valuable, right? Discipline is important, but hard, but rewarding, right? And um, other yeah. things, right? Physical exercise is the most pre preventative medicine there is, period. And it can help you transform your life and your direction and your passion and satisfy everything you've ever wanted. Uh, is there anything else in specific you really want to just end on to like tell our audience? Uh, change your diet as well. Um, eating fast food every day and not caring about what you eat and, you know, eating white bread and top ramen or that kind of thing. Um, you really want to get, get a handle on that. And people say, well, why? I, I eat that because I like it. Yeah, I know, but it goes back to the discipline piece. If I ate everything that I liked and wanted, I wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> so uh, on action30.com, remember this is all free. You can go and listen. I've got a dietitian on there on episode one that'll give you a handle, give you a good idea of how to eat and, and take better care of yourself. But I can't stress it enough, people. The sooner that you get a program, just something that you do every day, it doesn't have to take very long. And it doesn't have to monopolize your life. But if you don't work out, the consequences are too extreme and severe to, to not do them. The, the agony of regret is far worse than the inconvenience of just of making that time for yourself every day. It, it's really just too painful to, for, I mean, I talk to people every day. They're like, gosh, why didn't I do this sooner? There was a CEO. She's worth a half a billion that I was, that I was working with half a billion dollars, but she weighed almost 400 pounds. And she broke down and she was crying during an appointment. And she said, I've always been like this. She goes, how did I let myself get like this? She goes, I've got all the resources in the world. How did I let myself get, get like this? So to all you kids out there, there's one 
area that you have total control of the, over that will give you power. And that is if you are physically and mentally fit, that that will be envied by the, the richest people in the world because most of them are not. And it will give you the power and the endurance and the self-confidence to go after what you're truly passionate about. That's amazing to end on. Thank you so much for this experience. I really, really learned a lot. It was so valuable. I really want to implement right, these ideas of discipline in my life. I know it's going to be hard. I've literally lived through it and I've succeeded with it and I want to succeed again. I want to succeed harder because I really, I really do want to reap the benefits of having a healthy lifestyle.